Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Attraction HQ podcast, where we look at love, sex, dating, relationships, how you can have more of them, how they can be better quality, how you can feel inspired and become a better person within yourself by ignoring conventional dating advice, taking outside strategies and perspectives, and striving to become the most real, authentic, honest, and sexiest version of yourself. All right, so we're here on the Attraction HQ podcast, and I am actually really excited today because I am going to be going through not only a hotly, well, it's not even a hotly debated issue. I think most guys will, uh, to a certain point in their life, really steer in one direction, then we'll flip over and do the other one, which is bachelor life versus being in a committed relationship. Uh, Pros, cons, which is better? Should you do it? Should you live like Hugh Hefner forever with six girlfriends um, in your mansion? Or should you actually, is there a benefit and a reward to having a long-term relationship with a woman? And joining me today, I'm really happy because I've got some, uh, first of all, an old friend, uh, but a good one. His name's Pete. Uh, he is. He worked for me, with me for many years as a dating coach. So he's been out and helped loads of guys. In his afterwards life, he has now gone on to be a successful filmmaker with his fi- with his film company Vespa Films, uh, and he's also kind of rude and controversial. So something to look forward to there. He'll probably start arguing with me. Uh, and also, he is joined by his his podcast co host um, Paul Janka. Uh, Paul Janka is a successful male dating coach and entrepreneur who I'm sure you've probably already heard of. Uh, also, we they kind of represent the two halves of male life here because Paul Janka has recently got married. He's flashing me the ring right now, uh, and uh, Pete is uh, yeah not I've, married. Not not married. <laughs> it's probably the, somewhat the, so, the, sort of the understatement of the century. Uh, yeah. For my years of knowing Pete, uh, he has been a great friend to me, and I've known him to date many women with fabulous boobs, and uh, I've never really heard much else about them. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny we are on very different sides of that spectrum. I'm married yeah. to my film now. I'm married to my career now. You sound like oh. Queen Elizabeth I. I am married to my country, and yeah, that's it. Um, so I guess what we'll start off with is: uh, Do we think that uh, this shift from you know the bachelor into the committed man life is this a, is this just a natural process of maturing as a guy, or do you think different men are just mm. cut out for different things? Well, um, thanks for having us. Oh, first thank and you. foremost, I really appreciate it. Um, this is Paul speaking. I. Um, I mean, the, it's a, such a big topic. The old, the old 1950s model, you know, where guys by 30 had a mortgage and a house and mm-hmm. stuff, that's getting, it's been disrupted. And I'm actually writing a book about this called Stuck, uh, about how men are having a hard time hitting old milestones. Right. Part of it's economic. I also think that there's so many alternative lifestyles on offer now that you don't have to just, in the old days, if you didn't follow that path, you were a pariah. It was like, mm-hmm. what's wrong with this guy? But now... There are a lot of different options. And as you said, there's guys who decide to just be bachelors for their whole life. So, And there's pros and cons to each. And I think 
probably the the most important point here is if if someone wants a family. I mean, if if you want children, and you want to raise them with the mother, then I think that limits your options a bit in terms of. Well, you could argue with me, but I think that's really the driver for for marriage, and for me at least, marriage and long term commitment. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, Pete. Do you have any initial yeah, thoughts? I mean, on I, I think you said then about there's lots of <laughs> options. It's well known in marketing that too much choice is a bad thing. It can kind of it, mm. it paralyzes you. And even though Haley gave me that introduction there, um, I, I'm slightly younger than Paul as well. So the, oh yeah, for the uh, record, I'm 40 years old. I'm 30, so uh, <laughs> you know there's, there's there's a gap there. Um, but yeah, no, I mean I definitely personally want family and kids. But um, obviously I'm doing a career, and we talk about this a lot on our podcast, so it's not, we're kind of repeating ourselves now a little bit, but. I've got a career that takes a bit longer. It's not like, you know, you graduate from university, mm-hmm. you become a doctor or a lawyer, yeah. and there's a trajectory there. Um, there's a level of instability when you're running your own businesses and when you're in the creative industry. So it might take more time to actually feel that you're worthy and ready mm. right, to settle. Right, I say this, I say this literally all the time, that uh, men approach life in a, in a linear fashion, in a mm. way that sometimes, like, as a woman, you don't you don't really understand. It doesn't resonate with you. But, you know, they want to they build their castle know where they're at, have but a chance. Is that stuff. fair? I mean, I, I, I've heard that. But if you got pregnant and you were really young, like 18, wouldn't you panic thinking, wait a minute, I don't have like even the basics of, of security in place? Well, yeah, I think so. But I also think that generally before men like make a, I see a switchover basically. This is just me speaking from my, my male clientele yeah. that I work with. Uh, I think maybe because I'm a woman, I generally do not get guys who come to me and say, I want to learn these amazing skills to like go and have sex with loads of women. I get guys who come to me and say, look, I really want a really high quality girlfriend and eventually a very serious relationship with her. You know, I'm looking for the one. Mm. Uh, and the the crossover I see is that they've, they've, they, they've, they've kind of bought an apartment, they're successful guys, they're in good shape, you know, they've kind and of... And then they come to you at that right. point. Right, yeah, they've kind of like nailed lots of other areas of their life mm-hmm. and then they've gone, right, now, what's the next, what's, what's missing? That's essentially yeah. why though, isn't it? Because they've neglected their, their, their social side yeah. and they've worked so much on their business side that they're socially inept or... And often I, th- I think that's... And also I think also because they're saying, I want to find the one, I mean, who the heck wants to go on a date with someone who's sat there going, right, are you the one? I mean, from a guy's point of view, it's off-putting if a girl's, like, got marriage and baby syndrome, mm-hmm. equally for a woman, like, it's not, it's not going to be fun and exciting if she's got some guy there who's, you know, bringing that in level of intensity to the relationship at the beginning. Dude, there's an old saying that says men, uh, women get married, or women settle down when they meet the right guy, mm-hmm. women, men settle down when they're ready. And it does it, whatever woman they're dating at the time, but they feel secure enough, often they'll just pop the question. And it's less about the particular woman sometimes, more about where they are in their life stage. I've seen that. And that's an old saying. For me, my story was that like prior to getting my, because I'm also creative like Pete, and mm-hmm. part of the, in this book I'm writing, part of, the, part of the issue is creative types are drawn to these hyper expensive cities like uh, mm-hmm. uh, London, Manhattan, and it, it's so expensive to get the rudiments of a normal life here, like a mortgage or like a nice apartment. and that it just delays that, right? If you're creative, you might not hit that till you're 40. And so for me, I got lucky with my business, but I, prior to, to getting established, I couldn't, what it really was, was a, a personal insecurity. I didn't feel that if I met a quality woman that I could really deliver as in the old traditional model, like take her on holiday, be the gentleman, be chivalrous, take the relationship seriously enough to 
to visualize milestones, like the next step. So I just played with girls, and they were very they were very expendable because I didn't trust myself enough because I didn't have the resources. So I think it's super important for a guy to feel that he can actually step up to the plate, mm-hmm. especially financially in a city like this, before he can take any women seriously. So if a guy isn't there, he generally just plays around. And be- before they discover he's a fraud, let's say, they- he discards them. That was my story. Yeah, and women are pragmatic as well. Come on, like, it's hugely in relationships. Like, you know, girls' focus will change when about 27, 28 from... And often you see women settle down with guys who they were complete opposite of who they were dating in their 20s. And they may say that's maturity, but a lot of that's pragmatism. Mm-hmm. They're kind of looking for someone more steady, maybe... And maybe they, they, they it's, 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 it's a, a trade-off. What? Well, I think as a woman, you kind it's of like, trade-off. well, what I see, well, for instance, in my women's club, they posted yesterday an article, which is like the two, the two important qualities that you, you haven't looked for, but are really important in your future partner. And they were kindness and respect. Mm. And I see that flip around from, you know, wanting that excitement or the attraction or, oh, he's a DJ. He's asked me out. Yay. Um, yeah. To like, okay, you know, what is this guy? <laughs> yeah, that was me. It's me. Uh, what has this guy got to offer? You know, and even you know, weirdly as women, um, if you're talking with your girlfriends and your girlfriend is dating a guy who's like 25, there's like a, a long groan from uh, female companions going, oh no, he's never going to be serious. He's not good. If you say 35, it's like, yeah, now we're talking. So mm. women have a, a way, I think, of... And I do think it is a, is a maturity thing. I would say that. I think it's about part from your standards shift in terms of when you become more self-aware in terms of what you're looking out for. And also, I have to say this about women. I don't mean this in a harsh way, but as women uh, grow older, I also think they become, you know, their checklist gets longer. It, they become more closed off to different you know options. what's crazy about that? I've seen that happen because I'm 40. So I've seen that happen with women I went to college with and stuff. It's such an awful situation that I find quality women who have a, a criteria... And they get more picky as they get older because right. there are certain behaviors they won't tolerate anymore, understandably. Right. But the problem is that their what's called their sexual market value as they age starts to drop precipitously because they're replaced by a new crop of young women. And so they're getting more picky precisely at the time when they're less attractive to men. And then they find themselves in this bind and it's almost impossible to get out of them. Right. The thing and is, I think it's... Well. Yeah. see a lot of girls, they have this Yeah, I mean, attitude, I would say it's more about the, the, the attitude that they bring to it. It's like, if you are point. checklist orientated and you're very like, we must do this at this stage and you're not like, hey, let's go with the flow and have fun and be playful. It's it, like to kind be of fair to them, isn't it guys? hard for a woman to be that casual as she... F- feels older she wants kids she feels her biolo- yeah, biological she, clock she has to be more rigorous to be like listen this guy's a waste of time or this guy is so it's, it's good to have good boundaries definitely into being like he's done this this is a clear sign that that's a no and that's not in line with my my life goals but you, you know to, i think for love and relationships to work at the start you have to be you can't engage with everybody and expect to know on date one whether this guy is going to be the right person <laughs> for you um, apart from looking for things internally, like their own personal sense of security, is there anything else that you would say, you know, in terms of, you know, you said that you've never been happier, Paul, now that you're oh, okay. that married? Well, well, so, so, I mean, also, also I'm 40, I'm not 25. So I was not, I got, I got married, married um, I, I couldn't have gotten married any earlier. And, and so, so I needed to have my Playboy years and, and stuff. So, think I think of, I, have I have friends who had kids early that I grew up with who were, and, and got married very young, and they, they said it was a struggle to have that kind of responsibility, especially children when they were in their late 20s or whatever. Um, but at this stage in life, I mean, I would tell guys, don't get married, certainly not before like 35, especially if you live in a big metropolitan city. Like, you want to enjoy stuff. And it also took me a long, long time to 
figure out what was important in women right. for, for a long-term relationship. Right, because you know what I see? A lot, particularly guys who maybe haven't had very much success with women or struggle to, to meet women in the first place. Generally, those are the guys that instead of saying, you know, I want to date loads of women, I want to have experiences, they'll say, I want a girlfriend. You know, because they've been in this, this state of deprivation. They often take the first girl that they meet right. because they got scarcity because they're like, oh, I've got one. One of the biggest problems in the dating, dating market is that cosmetics, I mean, women are attractive, right? Especially, you know, we're visual, men are visual. And so cosmetics can really muddy the water. Because you can see a woman who's cosmetically beautiful, who has terrible character. And I've seen it. And guys, they're willing, they're, they don't care about her character. They say, I want her on board my ship. And then she'll sink the ship. Right. Behavior. So, like, you need a guy... Needs, needs to play, play the, the field enough, enough and, and, and for, for example, with my my background, like you need to. I hate to. I don't hate to say. It. I mean, plow through enough cosmetic stuff to see what's behind that. To be like, not you don't want to be uh, conned because that's the worst thing. Then you're in a relationship with someone who's not suitable. So, and I think women they know how powerful cosmetics are and they use that to their advantage. A lot of women do. So, right? She says, "Oh, I feel really, I feel really pious to not be wearing any makeup today." Yes, clearly succeeding. Oh, was that on purpose? Oh yeah, I came here to look like in depth. I was like, I'm going to play it down. You know, I'm not going to. It looks like in the morning. Oh, stop, stop it. Well, as a woman, what do you think about that? Do you, do you uh, think women try you know, here's what I think as a, as a, as, here's what I think as a, as a people person thing. I think it's really important when you are dating people, you know, if they're attractive but they're an idiot or you're not enjoying their personal time and company, like, don't pursue that. There's enough people that you can be physically attracted to. But I try and... Who gets his... Yeah. yeah. on a bone. On a hot girl. They don't let go of the bone, man, if she's hot enough. Well, everyone's like, everyone, when I've, like, split up with really hot girls, like, guys have turned around to me and gone, like, you're an idiot, like... <laughs> like why would you get all that ego gratification yeah. right. from other men as well and they're like mate like how do you even get her in the first place and why would you even like let her go and stuff and I'm like because she's an absolute nightmare right like and they're like yeah you're an idiot you're not going to get a girl as hot as I can like you hear your mates constantly saying that to you every time and it's just hilarious because you're like yeah you spent any time though it's like yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's like, like I think then it does come with maturity. But again, like, so do you think it's a maturity? What about a guy that wants to carry on though? What about a guy that just like, I don't need to settle down? I'm quite happy. Um, I've got great. If a, male, if a guy has a lot of great male friends, that's really important. Running mates. And you talk yeah, that's a big thing. We talked about it. It's it, this is a huge theme for me. Is the falling away of the entourage. We call it the death of the entourage. I think I was in New York and I, I was really playing the field and it was a lot of fun in my early thir- late twenties, early thirties because I had a group of men who provided the, the love and the emotional support. I would I would have dinner with them every week. They had the continuity. They would follow my life. And the women were expendable. They were just basically in the bedroom. And I would share exploits. It was really fun. But as these men started to fall away, right. moved to the, and I was became more and more the lone wolf and, and rudderless, just traveling the city. And it still was pulling plenty of women. It becomes quite soul-crushing to be, to not, because... We all need continuity, we all need love, and we, we need, the big thing is we need witnesses to follow our life and care about it. And these women, by the very definition, when you use them and object them, they're not witnesses to the life. They only see a very small sliver. So that was the super painful realization. I saw them writing on the Yeah, I, well, I, I see that loads of times when I'm working with guys as well, that they, you know, they have a certain group of people they go through university with, and then they enter their life. And then, you know what, places like big cities, people travel, groups get split apart, our time is more consumed by other stuff than ever before so that ability to get together and form friendship groups is less and then you get that as you said the rudderless lone wolf going around the town um, people just split off people get married people get in relationships and they move out of the setting right 
because they want to buy a property. So what happens? They move to the suburbs where it's cheaper. And they another thing I really think is a big point is that men get into these pods, these family pods, where it's the wife and the kids and the house and the suburbs, and they are totally enclosed and isolated emotionally from other men, and that's a death. Right. There. And, and well, I think it's a death for relationships as well. Yeah. It blows men's testosterone. Men need un, unmonitored. But I think, but I think women are better at networking. If you witness like the Tupperware parties in the in the states, and women. Uh, it's my belief. It might sound chauvinistic, but I feel like they can go into the suburban and they can network with other women and have lunch parties. And they can they can really figure out how to extend themselves socially. A lot of men who are socially inept, they just die inside. And they I think that men are more likely to retreat. I don't say that women necessarily find like suburbia more satisfying. In fact, I think that can be really problematic for many women who have their identity, who are the sexy career woman enjoying drinks in London, and suddenly you've got a baby and your husband gets to go back to work. You know, and you're sat there still looking at. Uh, and your body, your body is like, like pub, not what it's pub, the right? whole pub thing is for men, isn't it? Going down the pub. The so I've got a question. So say you're a guy, um, your mates have vanished, you're in your... Man down every You're man down, you're man down. You, you don't have that much experience with women, but you are man down. You don't have a great social life. Where is your, where's the focus? Is it find the... Because lots of guys will go find the girlfriend to solve all my problems, or should it be something else? It's got to be the right time. It's got to be the right oh, I mean, I, that guy's in a bad... He's misread life's trajectory, basically. He hasn't hit the milestones properly, and he's he's a bit stranded. Because at a certain age, it's hard to make friends when you're 40. I was lucky Pete's super sociable and, and younger, so I'd play. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Into a younger set here, but generally speaking, at a certain age, friendships are hard to forge. You don't have the university thing. Colleagues at work are at arm's length, and so the guy's isolated. He's working, and what? Then he takes a woman hostage and tries him. I don't know. It's a bad situation. I know. Of, well, literally, I have. I, I'm not even kidding. About once a week, I'll be asked the question: Is there any way I can get a girlfriend without having made friends first? 
you know, male friends, male friends any friends. Like, it's like, ooh. I, I, it sounds super cheesy, but I, I always think of myself, um, two points I've actually got. One, I totally recognise what you said earlier, but just going back on my point about people settle down when it's practically correct. I used to see it when I was 17. I was always obsessed with all the relationships because I used to work in a chemist and when I was like at college and all the pharmacists were in the late 30s, 40s, some were still out partying, some weren't. And I'd see that the majority of them were getting married to people they'd been in a relationship with the least amount of time. It was just they met at the right time. Mm. So they'd been in like six-year relationships, four-year relationships, but then they were like, oh, my fiance's picking me up. And I'd be like, oh, how long you known him? Oh, a year and a bit. So um, that made me interested. It was like six years with someone, but then you're marrying a person of one year. I hear that a lot from my female clients. Some of them have complexes like, I am, I'm always the girl before the girl. You know? I like, I put up. There's a breakup in the next girl. Yeah, like I put the hours in. And now he's left me. And you know, six months down the line, he's engaged. He said he would never get married. You know? She's lousy, and the next girl's such a breath of fresh air. He's like, it can be so good. You kind of work out though, you're after by mistakes, don't you? So every bad relationship is good learning in that sense. But what I was going to say was the main thing is, like it's a bit, it sounds a bit cheesy, but I don't think you can be a good double until you be a good single. I see people who jump into like relationship to relationship, and I just looking at it, it's the nightmare. They're just like that they, they they can't be by themselves. You can't just be by yourself. And I think it's difficult to be in a good relationship. So I would say if you those guys are asking, I'd be like, be like oh, should I get a girlfriend or not? They shouldn't even be asking that question. You should be comfortable not being in a relationship. And then when you find someone, it's you'll be right. Yeah, I always. Because it's be the most amazing pull that you're like, you know what, I can't. Yeah, because I always have a belief that if you come from a space of like need, the, the worst the need is, it just is a magnet to the worst people ever. You know, it's like it sends out a signal to the universe of like the most crazy, possessive, energy taking. Abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't take the first option as well, man. Like people who have scarcity and anything, they like to take the first deal that's on the table. You know, it's kind of stupid, man. It's like I understand why. Because, because they've, they've not, not had, had many deals. deals. But, like, but like, if you're starting to get it, just take your time, man. It's fine. Everyone's living in New York longer now. And as a guy, as a guy, you are in a better position. You can get married later, as long as you look after yourself. And it's something's better. You're wiser. You've got more money. You're more settled. You know, don't get. Is there, could I to pick you up with this as well? Is there a reason to advocate the the staying uh, single forever lifestyle? Uh, yeah, because you can win Oscars. Right, <laughs> because actually it's becoming more popular. It's not just it's not just with men. Like women are reclaiming the term spinster. You know, they're kind of getting more down with the idea of actually. I'm just, I'm just, I prefer, I prefer me. me, you know, me yeah, as a me solo as artist. They're lying, they're lying to themselves. <laughs> so if women are all liars when they're saying that, what are men? Or if men is a, a man is a confirmed bachelor, is that possible? Is it possible that he's happy being a confirmed bachelor? Well, I'll tell you what, I've, what I see. That's spins to me. At 40 years old, I'll tell you what I see. Um, the, the, uh, and obviously I'm biased, right? Because I'm married and I've been with my wife for six years. So, and I've always had girlfriend. I've had gaps of being single and crushed it, but I've also had, I've had, I used to do very, very well. I used to tease Emma to try to spin my background. I said, honey, I, I, I had this, I had to go through hundreds of women to find So it's like, and it's true in a way. I did a lot of research. Research and development. Yeah, really, honestly, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a joke, but I really, I had to do a lot to your point, Pete. Like seeing what, seeing what I like and don't like, don't like uh -huh. behaviors I would tolerate, things that were important in the short term versus important in the long term. Right, I like the fact that you're talking about behaviors you will and won't tolerate and personal qualities because honestly, this is a weird thing. If I'm working with a woman and I, I send all my clients these assessment forms to fill out before I work with them, so I'm kind of I hit the hit the ground running when we chat. Women, uh, when they say, you know, what are you looking for in a partner? 
I get I get a mini S. I get war and peace in what I'm looking for in a partner with men. So much the literally the response is someone who's nice and cute. You know, it's like they're they're like describing a bunny rabbit. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right? They'll often they'll often have like basically she's got to be really thick but not a complete dickhead. Right? They they also often have like that on their Facebook on their phone they'll have like a little image gallery of girls girls they've hooked up with that they thought were really hot or aspirational, aspirational girls they'd like to hook oh, up with and that's the intel that I'm given away. at the beginning and it's just and it's such just a startling, startling difference between men and women at the beginning so I actually like the, 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 the idea that we could see going through lots of relationships as a way of actually refining that and building up a better and more solid list of you know what's acceptable what's not acceptable you know what's super interesting and people who aren't in who are who are only dating or have had short term don't realize this I don't think is that for example in my relationship the way, the way I, I feel, feel about it and how I feel it, it has, to has to do with her behavior, behavior not how she looks. Mm-hmm. Guys, Guys are so caught, caught up, but the, the, the cosmetics, cosmetics very much fade after six months, after you've slept with a girl a hundred times. And so, so basically, basically you still want the attraction, but how the relationship functions in terms of being satisfied and happy and supportive is all behavior-based. It has nothing to do with how attractive, or the girls are attractive, but how... What they, what they look, look and yet the whole dating thing is so front loaded on cosmetics. Right. This is so. To your earlier point, though, about is is can can guys just be single? And I don't know. It's an interesting conversation. For me, I'm biased. I want a family. I also want a home defined as like where the heart is, like with 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 a man and a wife and a kid. That I that is even if I travel the world, that I come back to and there's a sense of incredible love and welcomeness there. So I think it's hard to have when you don't have a partner. Um, I just realized something. You're like missing a trick here. You're teaching all these guys and all these girls. Like, why don't you just quit all the teaching, just put them all together and charge like a massive fee? Oh, like, it's because you'll be there matchmaking. You're like, okay, so you want that, you want this. Right, because all of, all of my guys will say, hey, I want this. They'll have, they'll, they'll all come in marching and wanting Victoria's Secret models. All of my women want guys that are mature and zen and experienced. And blending them together is like, well, it never works. It's literally, I've match made one once. And that's it. And I also, I think it's more. I mean, to be honest, I think it's so much better. I think, but it is better. It's better for people to go out and like, you know, it's like fishing. Let me say this one point though, which is, it's a bit of a harsh phrase, but I think it drives home the point. Genetic dead end. If someone doesn't want kids, right, their gene pool is going to die with them. So the question is like. If, if, people if people don't, don't want now, now, now you, can you can have kids out of wedlock and have all these different X Y Z. That's one model, but it's for me it would be way too chaotic and all that kind of stuff. So I think if you if you don't want to be, uh, and this is a very judgmental term, but a genetic dead end, and you want to keep your lineage going. Yeah, yeah, you have to look at partnership, partnership at some point if you want to raise a child jointly. I mean, we haven't talked about children, but. I don't sort of walk around, around thinking, am I genetically going to be dead? dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I want kids and I want a family, but just like when the time's right. Okay. I'm not going to rush into it or going to going to uh, compromise what I'm doing. Well, let me ask you this question, though. Let me ask you this question. And not, it's not a, necessarily a personal challenge, but I want your... I want your uh, Go. To you, and this is what I found, I think a lot of guys that I coach... They're after, They're after the model, the model and, they and they just assume, assume what, they what they think is hard is sleeping with tens, quote unquote right. tens. What they, what they think, think is easy and that they have inherently within them is 
functional, functional relationship skills. skills. They, assume they assume that. that. And what, what I've found, found having slept with tons of women and also been, that actually the hardest work is to have a communicative, loving, harmonious, and it takes a lot of personal development. And these guys are have a massive blind spot if they think they're going to plug in at 35 or 40, not having a lot of, and just make it work. No fucking way, that you need a lot of experience before a, you, a relationship is not a statement. What's the question? That the question is, do you think a guy who hasn't had a relationship for a long time can? Oh, I know the answer to this, but just jump into a relationship and make it work without a lot of experience. No, that's naive. I know that for myself. If I get in a relationship, I have to make a lot of compromises to my lifestyle, to the way because I kind of do what I want when I want. I'm not accountable, right? I'm not accountable. You know, I resent it when like like sometimes girls are trying to make me accountable for stuff. And and by the way, that's very that's like a scratch on the surface compared to a real like a marriage, right? Yeah, and I get, and I, and like, but I understand that, yeah, that, that needs to be, that I'm, 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 I think I'm mature enough and not too egotistical and uh, driven that I realise that has to be compromises and the trade-offs are everything. I think you accept trade-offs in life, it's important, you can't have it all, and that doesn't mean you can't have what you want, but you can't have it all, and as soon as you, like, start resenting the trade-offs, that's when people get themselves into unhappiness, and I think at times in early on when you've moaned to me, it's when you don't accept the trade-off, when you've been happy, you're like, it's cool, you know, I can't do that, or maybe this, I need to weigh in that kind of behaviour in now, but you're like, I've got a great girl, I've got this, I've got that, so I'm happy with it, you accept the trade-off. Right. So we're talking I couldn't have done that at 30, though. Right. Yeah, yeah, in the moment, I'm like, I'd really little compromise. <laughs> and the ironic thing is, that makes certain kind of girls who look a certain way at a certain age attracted to you more because you're kind of stoic and you're quite, yeah, you're quite brash about what you want and, and it's a challenge and... But ironically, that behaviour probably isn't going to make a good relationship long term and I'm aware of that. Right. I'm aware of my behaviour that would maybe make me successful with a 23-year-old girl Right, so just would it wouldn't make me a good partner long term. Okay, so just if I was gonna if I was gonna kind of summarize and stick this all together, as I said, you can't summarize. I can't. You can't well, I'm try. well, I'm gonna try. So I'm gonna let let me try. You know, see, this is the woman. I know, I know. This is, you're like, this is the type A person. Yes, it is. I'm in the house. Right, I've got to put you in the box. Just, just because I listen, I've got to listen. Put you in a box, work it out, and then I can formalize it, and then I can process it. No, I'm joking. I'm being really tidy because I know. Right, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be allowed otherwise. I'm not a complete tosser, honestly. I don't normally. Well, I think you know what the the wrap up of all my episodes. I always say, you know, what is this? If there was one summarize, summarize. If there was one take home piece of advice about love, sex, dating, and relationships. One kind of real thing that if, okay, we've got, imagine the guy out there is listening, you know, he might be single at the moment, he's probably might be dating, probably not the kind of girls that he necessarily wants to date. What is the first practical step, first thing that he can do today to get onto this path of crushing it, followed by a successful and happy marriage when he's ready? Uh, well, uh, Paul's been here. I got very lucky, but I, I will say this don't, if you live in a major urban center, don't even think about marriage till 35 and just. Get on, get on with it. Plow, plow through these women. I hate to be so crude, but you really want to see what's available because there's all different stripes out there and all different. And you want to know when you're ready and able to make a commitment that you're choosing a woman for the long term, and not because there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. So I would say put in a lot of practice swings before you get up to bat. I'm going to extend on that and say don't end games. An acting turn 
as well. Um, I think uh, where you where you play the end of the part at the beginning. So guys who in the back of their mind do want a relationship, they should be going in with that that anxiety on the first date when they're approaching. And you see them, they do, they bring it because it's there, and there's this urgency, and there's this, and they start. I don't want to get too like. Pop, pop, pop psychology, spiritual, because it can sound a bit wonky. But it is playing the theme. Yeah, it's kind of like staying very present. Like guys sometimes say to me, and I've done this in the past. Well, that's why I've, I've learned from like getting stung here. They say stuff like, "Oh, she'd be great girlfriend material. She'd be great wife material." I'm like, "How do you know? Have you married her?" And I'm like, she, 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 might she might be, but she also might be a major pain in the arse. Just take it from a date by date perspective, and don't put her on a pedestal. Because by doing that, you're creating anxiety and you're creating, yeah, you're, you're, you're basically an ineffective strategy for attracting women by um, putting her on a pedestal. Yeah, I also think essentially she's really hot. She kind of wants to be put down a bit because not put down as in like I'm saying that be a, be a tosser. I'm saying in your mind, she doesn't want you to be putting her on that huge pedestal because all it's going to do is it's like, oh, every other guy, you're just kind of worshipping me and you're not got any boundaries. Right. I don't think anybody likes being put on a pedestal. I think, if, you know, I if I'm, okay, you might do. But, but, but I think generally people, I know people like to meet people that are on their level and I would say that there's nothing wrong with Okay, obviously okay, my bur- my bones burn when I hear terms like plowing through and all that. I'm like, I'm like, I'm literally, I was, my toes were curling. However, there's, there isn't anything wrong with having lots and lots of different sexual partners and open and free relationships. Just be honest about it, guys, because if you if you omit information and you she thinks you're your girlfriend and you've got six girlfriends, uh, then basically that's strong though. That's right, but that that's that makes being honest enough to own your decisions right. and not not leading someone on. And I think I always think can trust strong people even if they're a bit dodgy a nice weak person never trust because they're too weak to actually tell the truth they're too weak to own what they're doing they're nice and want to please everybody but I'd rather go into business with someone who's a little bit dodgy but I know they've got strong character than someone who's nice and wants to say the right thing but is weak right I mean maybe that's the leading because my, my second question I always have to ask at the end is piece of general life wisdom uh, directed towards men is that what your general piece of life wisdom is go for the the strong and open and unapologetic character yeah, yeah, over the over the week and <laughs> I'm too young to be wise I'm just, honestly I am I'm too young to be wise still. I'm still working it out obviously so. always wash your hands after using the bath okay that's also good with <laughs> on well, hey hey well, well, you know what to, I was hey I had a nice segue then into plugging your guys podcast because I, 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 I saw what you were doing there you were you were you were you were moving into that so reference go ahead yeah exactly so <laughs> So, uh, uh, as you can probably tell by uh, how much how much I haven't basically spoken this whole podcast, uh, these guys, uh, Paul, uh, Paul and Pete, uh, they do their own podcast, which has a working title, um, which apparently we now have a running joke that Pete isn't all that happy with the working title. But <laughs> I love it. It's called Take the Diapers Off. Come and tune in, guys. You'll learn a lot. Oh, podcast is good, actually. Okay. Podcast is really so it's, it's, name shit. Okay, so it has a debatable name. Decide it for yourself. But, you know, if you've loved what these guys have been saying... Listen, okay, if anyone can listen to our podcast and then <laughs> put up a better name, come up with a better name, uh, we'll do something really nice for you. Like, honestly, I will have you on the show. Yeah, I do it with a film company, you know, I run loads of parties in London as well. I'm a good guy to know. Paul's got loads of great stuff. 
um, we'll, we'll, we'll just, yeah, we'll sort you out. Just come up with a better name for us because I'm, I'm a bit like upset about it, but it's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I feel a bit wrong ending this podcast on. I'm a bit upset about it, but it's fine. Um, it's a great podcast. But these guys, yeah, it's amazing. You guys have been like, you've been awesome. Uh, you've, you've given all the, all the great ideas and the content for me. I've just sat here, not even looking pretty. Uh, so just one more time. Just, just, just one more time. What's the name of that URL I can go to? Take, take the, the diapers, diapers off. off. Okay, awesome. All right, thanks very much, guys. And um, we'll be back soon with more uh, advice on the Attraction at HQ podcast, debating real dating issues from a not stupid perspective. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Uh, if you want to find out more about me, please head to hayleyquinn.com forward slash club, where I have a free 30-day membership available for you to my exclusive subscribers club. You can also catch up with me on YouTube at HayleyQuinnXX, on Instagram as HayleyQuinnX, and on Twitter as plain old HayleyQuinn. Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback on the show. Please engage with me. Please reach out. And thank you again for your support. <laughs>